Good morning, Wednesday, July 19th. Let's talk about some emotional bias in sports betting before we get to the free pick. If you don't want to hear about emotional bias, don't have time, don't give a darn, then go right to the end. I'll give you the today's free pick. It will involve, well, you know what? We'll just get to it when we get to it. How about that? How about that for a cliffhanger? No, just, just fast forward to the end. It's the Twins and the Mariners. All right, emotional bias. Obviously, we're talking to we're talking about the influence of emotions on decision making processes involving sports betting. It can have a significant impact on the choices made by bettors, and often leads to irrational and suboptimal betting decisions. Here are some key aspects of emotional bias. Obviously, number one, we have to start with, well, there's nothing obvious, but number one, we will start with greed and overconfidence. Greed and overconfidence can lead to unrealistic expectations and a desire for large and quick profits. What's better than free money, easy money? One, winning, money, winning money is better than earned money, they say. Wasn't that maybe a movie quote? Better is driven by greed may be more inclined to take high risks or increase their wager sizes beyond what is reasonable. How much have we talked about the unit size betting and setting proper bankroll management? Because they're looking for a big payoff, which again, greed. Overconfidence can make bettors believe they have superior knowledge or predictive abilities. Nobody has a crystal ball. The problem is this causes people to overlook important factors or underestimate the risks involved. Which leads us to number two, fear and loss aversion. That's the opposite. We may be hesitant to take calculated risks because we're afraid of losing, even though we believe there's a good chance that we've analyzed this bet correctly and that it will win. And analysis paralysis is another word for this possibly. This fear of losing can prevent us from capitalizing on potentially profitable opportunities, resulting in missed chances for gains. You have to do your due diligence, figure out who you think is going to win. If you believe it has a better, if, if you believe it has a positive return on investment, if you believe it is a proper bet, then you have to take that bet. You can't become gun shy all of a sudden. Now, if you feel like you're analyzing incorrectly, then you have to stop, take a moment and analyze what you're doing. All right. Number three, recency bias. Yeah. Because this recency bias gives us a tendency to, to maybe give more weight to recent events or outcomes when we make our decisions. In sports betting, we may overestimate the significance of recent performance trends or outcomes causing us to disregard longer-term data and historical context. This bias can lead to erroneous predictions and poor betting choices. Number four, anchoring bias. Of course, this occurs when bettors rely too heavily on an initial piece of information, which we'll refer to as the anchor, when making subsequent judgments or decisions. For example, we see an opening line for a game and become anchored to that number. We may have difficulty adjusting our predictions or analyzing the current situation objectively. In other words, 
we're probably not going to notice this if we decide a, a game at minus 200 is no value. We're just going to ignore it. On the other hand, we saw a game at minus 150 and said this is just in our range. This is probably the play. We like this number. And all of a sudden it moves up to 180. And we have a hard time adjusting accordingly. It's no longer probably a play at 180. That's just a, an example. It could be something else too with the anchoring bias. We'll get into the confirmation bias next, but let's just keep in mind that we have to continue to analyze the nuts and bolts of it, the black and white of it. Don't fall in love with a specific pick. So the bottom line here, just don't let us, don't, we can't let ourselves refuse to adapt to changing circumstances and incorporate new information. How about the confirmation bias? We talked about this. It's simply, and if you haven't already re listened to this one, it's a tendency to favor information that supports our beliefs or expectations and disregard contradictory evidence. This, of course, <laughs> well, it manifests as selectively seeking out and interpreting information that confirms what we already believe, which then means that all the time we spent doing that is worthless. It's, it's worthless. If, if you already just, are you just looking for information that supports you, then don't look at all. Just go on your gut. And that's not going to usually, long-term anyway, is not going to lead to ex, uh, excellent sports betting. So mitigating emotional bias in sports betting requires self-awareness and discipline. You know, let's come up with some strategies to help overcome these biases. So develop a systematic approach. Establish a clear set of criteria and strategies for making betting decisions and stick to them consistently. Rely on a well-defined system. Helps reduce the influence of emotions on individual bets. So again, that's what we've been talking about here. Your numbers are your numbers. Your systems are your systems. It's a play or it's not a play. Don't allow emotion to jump into it. Yes, I have always said there's some gut instinct involved because there's a lot of computers out there. They don't have guts to figure things out. But after that, don't just just don't let the emotions of your gut take over the systems if it's clearly the wrong play. Okay, so again, practice bankroll management. We've talked about this many times. Set a budget for your betting activities and allocate funds responsibly. Do not chase losses. Do not make impulsive bets on emotions. This can just lead to reckless decisions and, and the, the bankrupting of your bankroll. All right, so let's go to gather and analyze data objectively. You have to take a data-driven approach to sports betting, considering multiple factors, statistics, and historical data when evaluating teams and players rather than relying solely on recent performance or personal biases. Again, that's the emotional side of it. And, and the homer picks, by the way. You've heard about this term, the homer picks. You're betting on your team just because it's your favorite team. You haven't analyzed it. It can work out for you, yeah, if your team overperforms all season long, but how often does that happen? Just flip of the coin, right? All right, so keep a record of your bets. Make, make sure that you're analyzing everything that you're doing. And then control your emotions. Recognize and manage your emotional state when making betting decisions. Got to take a break sometimes if you're feeling overwhelmed or overly emotional and avoid making impulsive bets in the heat of the moment. When you're angry, this is, I'm talking about, well, it could be with sports. You're angry at something at work or your personal life. Emotional from the, for the same reasons. 
you've suffered something, again, outside of the sports betting world that's rationally making you think high or low, you might need to take a step back. And then seek outside perspectives. Engage with other experienced bettors, joining online communities, gain insights and alternative viewpoints. Discussing strategies and exchanging ideas can help challenge your biases and improve decision making. So the bottom line is if we can understand and address our emotional biases, we can make more rational, informed and disciplined choices leading to improved long-term results. Now let's move on to the pick of the day for you folks on the podcast. Again, we have all of our picks over at the score projections page at patreon.com. And then in this free pick, we try to do the latest bet that we have. Not the necessarily latest game, unless they happen to coincide. Today, it is the latest game. It's the Minnesota Twins facing the Seattle Mariners in Seattle. We're going with the Twins and then over, but we're going to adjust it. We're going to take a same game parlay. We're going to take the Twins plus two and a half runs and the game over five and a half. We get that combo at minus 110. That's a heck of a price. We just need six runs. The line is currently at seven and a half. It could go easily over. That last two games have been 13. But again, remember recency bias. We do expect this game to go over. And, you know, a four to two Seattle win actually gives us the win because we're at plus two and a half. And of course, if it's seven to five, eight to six, or anything else, we're fine. We, of course, do not like a three to one Seattle win because while the two and a half is good, the over five and a half is not. There's risks and rewards here. You could think about taking the twins outright. If I was to flip a coin, or I should say this is a coin flip, is a better way to put it, I would not pay the juice on the Mariners. Absolutely not. That's a no play. Paying, getting the money on the Twins is very, very tempting. But better for me is getting two and a half runs as long as we get six or more total between the two teams. That is today's free pick. Tomorrow there will be another one. Good luck.